Good afternoon. It's Dr. Charles Benz, and you're listening to Healing Trends with Dr. Benz. Every week, we try to bring you an interesting and stimulating show about how to improve your health. And we try to tap into the latest science and see what's going on in the world of scientists and doctors as they try to struggle with a lot of health problems that we've been experiencing in the, the world and in our country. And so I hope that this one today is a good one because the topic is how healthy is your liver? And I'm going to talk to this with my good friend and colleague, John Parson, who's a expert researcher and editor at Total Health Magazine. And together, we usually can come up with some things that interest people and let them be a little bit better informed about how to take care of some of the key factors that impact their health. Hello, John. How are you today? Charles, this is, you know, I've been waiting to cover this topic. It's a great topic. So let's bring it on. I mean, one in four Americans suffer from fatty liver disease. And we're talking about 100 million people. So really important topic. Yeah, and the ones that already have it, that's just a fraction of the ones that are on their way to getting it. And that's the problem because the testing is really bad and the liver is really resilient. The liver is one of the only, well, the only organ that can regenerate itself. But the other fascinating thing about it is in order to find whether you've got something going on, you've got these three or four main enzymes that have to be released. The problem is the liver is so resilient, it's so determined to do its job, it actually can be diseased up to 70% before any of these liver enzymes are released. And that's a problem because then the doctor will say, oh, you've got liver enzymes, maybe we should do biopsies. So they'll do like 10 biopsies and they'll find out nine of them have cancer in them. And it's like, well, how could I have no cancer the year before, and now I've got liver cancer? How is that possible? It's possible because doctors are terrible at testing. They really don't know how to test for the liver. And by then, trying to get this under control is really, really difficult. So that's one of the things I wanted to make sure people understand is that they think that because these levels of AST and ALT and GGT are normal, then everything's fine. No, that's not the case. So we need to talk today about some of the things that you can measure that are a little bit more sort of pre-cancer or pre-liver disease and some of the things you can do just as a preventative to make sure you don't ever get this illness because it is more or less totally preventable. Well, and also to do a little bit of family history digging there because they have found that, that it's genetic as well. So it's passed on. So if somebody in your family has fatty liver disease, and then that's a really good indicator that you should get checked out. Yeah, there are a lot of liver markers genetically, but they're all predispositions like most other genetics. And so predisposition means it's there, it can manifest if you do the wrong things, but if you do the right things, it doesn't manifest. And the problem is 90% of people are not doing the right things because they're not eating properly and they're not detoxifying properly. And so if you don't do the right things, then if you do have a genetic predisposition, it will manifest. And so people often say, well, it's genetic. No, it's not genetic. I mean, you can have no genetics at all factored in and you're still going to get fatty liver disease. So it's a factor, but it's, as Jeffrey Bland has said many, many times, is genetics is only about 10 or 15% of the problem. 
is epigenetics. It's what your body does after you're born. Because when you're born, you have a genotype. But from the second you're born to the day you die, you're developing what we call a phenotype. And the phenotype is all the things that you do to impact on those genes. And so the liver is no different. I mean, the liver is very resilient, but it's too resilient, was my point. It's resilient to the point where it masks the actual illness that's going on in your body. That's the problem that I, I think people need to know about. Absolutely. And, and also, once you can determine that you're, I mean, if you're predisposed to it, that's one thing. But if you are already suffering from non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, it's really too important to cut back on the alcohol. Yes, alcohol is one of the main causes and obesity. I mean, if you're overweight, there's going to be fat cells in your liver and this is going to be a big problem. So those are the two big factors that we can tell people about. And <laughs> we've done a show recently about alcohol. And actually, we said, how many alcoholic beverages are safe per day? And the answer was from two studies, none. <laughs> none. <laughs> it's one of those. And then people say to me, I can't believe this. They say, well, I'm not going to give up my wine or I'm not going to give up my couple glasses of beer every night. And I just, I don't really know where that kind of thinking comes from. When I was diagnosed with a urinary tract problem uh, 35 years ago, and I looked at a little book that I found in San Diego in a health food store that said treating urinary tract and prostate problems naturally. It was actually $4.95. And it said alcohol was one of the main things that caused the problem. That's the day I stopped alcohol. And I never had an alcoholic beverage since then. And I'm a big beer lover. I mean, I, I love to have my beer. But at that point, there was no option for me. As soon as the book said, if you don't solve this problem, you'll end up with sexual dysfunction. I went, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what's more important, that beer you, or? <laughs> you, yeah, you, have, you have my attention now. You have my, you have my undivided attention. And it was red meat was one of the other things, you know. And I just said, well, guess who's not going to eat red meat anymore? Guess who's not going to consume alcohol anymore? And, gee, I just, I don't understand people who say, well, I have to have this and I have to have that. These are the same people that end up a couple, two, three, four, five years later coming to me and saying, listen, I've got this really serious chronic illness. Can you help me to deal with it? And I feel like saying, oh, aren't you the person that said to me five years ago that you weren't going to give up alcohol and red meat? But I just, Dan, I, I, I don't do it, but I think it because I know who they are and I know that they said that. And so I just have to bite my tongue and just say, you know what? Sure, I'll help you. I'll do the best I can. So this is a real big problem in the country because people like what they like and they want to consume what they want to consume. And you almost have to have a kind of situation like I did, where it impacts something really important to you at that time in your life, then it's like, okay, you didn't explain it that way. And people just don't get it. And so this is really a big problem. We need to help them get over it, John. So today, I hope we can give them some tips on how to get past this, because it really is so important to have a healthy liver. Let's, let's give them some ideas on how to do that, because boy, a lot of people need this help. Yes, they do, because fatty liver has some pretty serious consequences, right? It leads to scarring. 
it's severe cases, just liver failure, outright failure. And the problem, as you mentioned, the, the symptoms are really vague in the early stages. So this is something that we can easily be proactive with. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that was mentioned in a recent article by Mercola was this whole question of excess iron in the body. And so one of the things that you can do is you can get your ferritin balance measured. And the ferritin balance will give you a really, really good idea of what's going on from the standpoint of iron toxicity. And a really new good friend of mine now is Dr. Thomas Lewis. And he says iron is one of the top three things on his list of things that people need to test for in order to find out whether you're vulnerable to cancer and liver disease and other diseases. So he's a really, really big advocate of controlling your iron levels. And he's using lots of different ferritin balance testing to get this done. And so I would say check with your doctor, make sure that you can get these kind of ferritin balance levels really, really finalized so that your body is actually looking at it carefully and saying, wait a minute, there's something out of balance here. We need more of this or less of this. So that's one well, thing. Uh, that's one thing. Well, one of the things I love about this, what I'm going to talk about here briefly is a topic I'd like to tell people for other reasons, but one of the best ways to lower your iron level if it is high is just by giving blood. I mean, talk about win-win, right? Donate blood twice a year if you're a man or especially a postmenopausal woman, according to Mercola, giving blood twice a year helps lower your iron and protect your liver from non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Quick anecdotal story about that. I love donating blood. And once I was driving by the children's hospital in Vancouver and I thought, geez, you know, I haven't given blood in a couple of months. I'm going to stop in there and donate some blood. So I pulled over, went into their blood clinic and I was standing in front of the desk and the nurse or receptionist was saying, oh, so have you donated before? I said, yes. And she pulls out like a directory of everybody who's given blood, a list. And I'm looking at my name on the list on the computer there. And I'm like, hey, that's my brother, my brother Gord had donated like four times more than me. We were up to like, I don't know, 50 something donations. <laughs> and I'm like, I gotta catch him. <laughs> so about a month later, I was down in St. George, Utah, visiting the staff at Total Health Magazine. And I was there for a couple of months, I guess. And I thought, oh, there's a blood clinic here. So I'm gonna go get blood. So I was on submission to catch my brother. And I went in to donate blood. And they said, oh, great, you know, this is great. And then can we see your ID and all that? And I'm like, and they are, oh, you're, you're Canadian. I'm like, yeah, we can't accept your blood. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? No way. <laughs> they said, yeah, they wouldn't take my blood because I was Canadian. I guess Canadians have bad blood or something. I'm not sure what the uh, deal is there, but. Uh, I listen, they can't accept mine either, but I had childhood jaundice. And so. Well, there you go. There's no way that I can give blood. I mean, I can, I can let blood <laughs> and just get rid of it that way. But there are other things that, that we can do too. Yes, and much. I know exercise is one of them that Mercola mentions also, because apparently if you exercise, you can lower your triglyceride levels. And triglyceride is one of those things that's kind of a, a precursor to the development of fatty liver disease. And so that's a really good way and omega-6 and omega-3 balance, really important because it's supposed to be a ratio of like one to one, but it's usually 10 or 20 to one because of all the omega-3s are kind of taken out of the food in the processing system so that 
because omega-3s are oxidizers and they'll change the shelf life of your product. And so well, they want to extend the shelf life. This is great. The food industry really does a great disservice, I think, by doing this. But anyway, they have to look at it from a money point of view. And so you end up with people with these 10 or 20 to 1 omega-6 to omega-3s. And this is really a problem for your liver because this is going to be, in the short term and the long term, a challenge. And so one of the things that you should always get tested is your omega-3-6 balance. And so make sure you add that to your blood test along with the ferritin ratio. Ferritin ratio, omega-3-6 balance, triglycerides. Those are three tests that you want to make sure that you get on your blood test the next time you go to the doctors. Is there anything else that falls into that category, John? Well, not from testing, but uh, I think it's important to optimize your gut. That's another thing they point out in the research because undigested food and bacteria from uh, leaky gut eventually results in liver inflammation. And new evidence has suggested a really strong relationship between your gut health and your liver, which just to me, that's just common sense. I don't even need a study for that. But you have to understand your liver receives nearly 70% of its blood supply from the intestines through the portal vein and uh, researchers have discovered up to 75% of those who suffer from chronic liver disease also suffer from a microbiome imbalance. Right, oh yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, we're finding out that it's the relationship between the microbiome and every other organ in the body is crucial, whether it's the brain or the heart or the liver. I mean, there's many, many studies and books out there over the years that have said, if your gut's not healthy, you can't be healthy you got other problems, and, and so really working on the gut is important. And there's so many different ways that these gut problems manifest themselves. But one of the things you and I have mentioned recently was that we know that alglutamine is really an important rebuilder of the intestinal lining of the gut. And we know that most of the protocols call for like 500 milligrams of alglutamine. Now we find out that 5,000 milligrams is what's really needed. And so you and I have at least two products that we know of that provide this. And one of them is Gut 365. I think that's one of the titles. And yours is Gut FX or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I also take an additional NAC. Yes, and they do mention that NAC is really important. And I guess it's about five or 600 taken twice a day of N-acetylcysteine. And one of the things that's great about N-acetylcysteine is that because the liver is so vulnerable to these toxins, and when you get challenged, then it reduces the amount of glutathione in the body. And glutathione is the actual thing that's produced by the N-acetylcysteine. And so that's why these two make a connection. And you also have to add alpha lipoic acid along with the N-acetylcysteine in order to get a really good combo that helps develop that glutathione that your body needs. And so we need to make sure we tell people that too because NAC by itself, it's okay, but it's optimized when you have alpha lipoic acid with it. Yes, another new favorite one of mine, I brought it up on our last show, is chlorella. I'm looking at a study right now for chlorella, it was a randomized clinical trial, and it found that chlorella, because it's rich in chlorophyll, has uh, remarkable detoxifying benefits in non-alcoholic fatty liver disease specifically. 
And in this particular study, patients took either metformin, which I wouldn't take, and vitamin E, or both metformin and vitamin E combined with 1,200 milligrams of chlorella. And they found that the participants who took the chlorella in their regimen experienced improvements in not just fatty liver disease, but in their diabetes and prediabetes. But most importantly, they found that triglycerides and abnormal liver enzymes improved as well, markedly. Okay, so the combination is... Well, it was just in their study, it was that combination. They were testing the combination. I think they were trying to see what the metformin and vitamin E, how effective metformin and vitamin E was. And then they added chlorella to half the group, and they found that the group that took the chlorella had the improvements in diabetes, prediabetes, and their abnormal liver enzymes. But again, when it comes to chlorella, there's two things to keep in mind. One, you gotta buy sun-grown organic chlorella because most of it's grown in vats or in toxic soil in China. So you've gotta make sure you know where the source is coming from. And I prefer this brand from Australia because it's grown in a pristine organic environment, but that's just me. The other thing is there's a significant amount of iron in chlorella, I believe equivalent to, let me look this up, in this particular product anyways, and you need to look into these things to make sure you're not getting stuff like fructose and whatnot, but in this particular form of chlorella, you're getting chlorophyll 10 times the amount, 10 equal to 10 servings of spinach, magnesium equal to one avocado, omega 3 sixes, which we're always pushing, we're pushers, fish oil is equal to one serving of fish oil, and uh, the equivalent vitamin B12 of four eggs but you get the equivalent iron of a 250 gram steak. So you've got to get your iron levels tested. Yeah, make sure you get them tested before you decide to make any changes in how you absorb iron. So it looks like by taking the metformin out of the formula, because it's a prescription medication, and those are really hard on the liver, and replacing it with berberine, all right? Then we've got a liver formula. Now, this is important, John, because we didn't really have this collectively in our bailiwick, but by talking about it, we've come up with an actual liver formula, chlorella, berberine, vitamin E, vitamin B complex, N-acetylcysteine, and omega-3. And so I think that I'm going to write something about this because it seems to me the science is just impeccable on all of these. And so I'm going to write one about optimizing liver health, and it's going to have those six things in it. Let me repeat this for everybody that's listening. A real high-quality chlorella, a berberine, vitamin E with both tocopherols and tocotrienols, vitamin B complex, N-acetylcysteine, NAC, and omega-3. And I think that's like a perfect liver enhancement formula. And I couldn't be happier because, you know, we both came at this in a separate way. And yet it really looks like we've combined to come up with something along with exercise and giving blood donations is a real, really way to do this. So let's summarize. I think the first thing is get people to lose weight. Yeah. And the intermittent fasting and making sure you're getting all the nutrients you need from things like the green powder from Greens First and only eating within about a seven or eight hour window. If you eat the Mediterranean diet and you do the green powder as a shake with the right things in it, fruits and vegetables and coconut oil or coconut water, your body is gonna be so healthy that the cells will not really wanna do anything 
more than that. And so you won't have these cravings. You want to get rid of all your cravings. It's all based on deficiencies in your body. And also alcohol. You want to make sure that alcohol is something that you do on an occasional basis, celebratory or occasionally with friends or whatever, but not on a daily basis. I think that's the thing that we can say people look. Yeah. Maybe you can't give up your glass of white wine, but give it up primarily and save it for those times when it's really it means something and it's worth it. You'll cut your consumption by 80 or 90%. And the other thing is to actually reduce your prescription medications if you can. There's a little chapter in my book, uh, Health in Your Pocket, and it actually gives you the natural alternative to prescription medications. And I just want people to know almost every prescription medication can be replaced with a natural alternative. It's not covered in the media because Big Pharma controls the media and they control the politicians and so you're well, not going to hear about these things. Here's what I think. You mentioned, sir, I can't remember if you mentioned sugar in this show earlier, I think you did, or yeah. our last show, but the thought I had was I've heard it often oft mentioned that if sugar was discovered today, it would be illegal because it's so toxic <laughs> for us. And then I thought, okay, you know, I thought about that. I thought, well, okay, sugar would be illegal unless it was invented by a pharmaceutical company, in which case it would be mandated. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, people used to eat around 10 pounds of sugar a year back 100, 120 years ago. Now it's 120 to 150 pounds a year. It's ridiculous the amount of sugar increase that's gone on in the last century. But even worse are the products that people are taking because they think that the aspartame and the sugar substitutes are better for them. I know. There's been a lot of studies that show that these sugar replacements really sometimes do as much harm or more than yes. the actual sugar. And so this yes. is... Maybe we'll go there in another program. We have to do a show on that. Let's do a show yeah. on that. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. So I think we've given people some really, really good ideas, John. And even the case that you and I are not kind of experts on liver health, but I think if we do the research and we find things that are valuable for people, we need to share it, all right? And I yes. think, as always, we want to make sure that people are dealing with a functional medicine doctor and they're going to get all the right tests that these doctors can recommend. And then they're, they're able to go forward with the kind of things that we've been talking about today. So never do this stuff on your own. Always make right. sure you have a good licensed practitioner, functional medicine type that can guide you through this process. So I think it's time to say thank you to our sponsors. We're going to mention Beacon Point Advisors. They're a financial planning company. They have 50 offices around the country. And one of the ones that I've been working with in Sarasota for the last 20 years, they've been doing wellness programs. And we're trying to get all the other Beacon Point advisor offices around the country interested in these wellness programs as well. Because if you are successful in your career and you want to enjoy that success with your family and your friends with a longer life, that's more important than the wealth, you know. So the health and the wealth have to go together. And I think that's what we're trying to get advisors like Beacon Point Advisors to really understand and get people to appreciate. Another company that's one of our sponsors is Paddock Pools. 
padded pools developed years ago now. There's a vacuum extractor that takes chlorine gas off the surface of the pool, allowing people to really consume oxygenated water, oxygen, so that they can have an oxygenated exercise experience. And this is really valuable because these toxins that are in the gas, they can deplete your zinc levels, they can deplete your vitamin D3 levels. These are serious depletions that can happen. I don't want to turn people off from going to the swimming pool. All I'm saying is, if you can get yourself into a pool that has this vacuum extractor in it, you're going to be a lot healthier than if you didn't. Another company that is one of our sponsors is DHA Labs. DHA Labs is a biomarker testing company. They do blood and urine and genetics. I mean, we have a new genetic test from them that's just fantastic. It looks at epigenetics as well as just pure genetics. So it's looking at your phenotype as well as your genotype. And so I have about eight different tests with them that I've developed, the cardiovascular, the wellness, the cancer, the immune system. These are all advanced tests that get you to understand the health of your body five to 10 years before disease happens. And so this is really what needs to happen. We need people using more of these tests. And then there's MPB Health. This is a medical cost sharing company. And these medical cost sharing companies really concentrate on wellness. They try to get the premiums down 30 to 50% by making sure that people pay for what they actually use. I know that sounds like an automobile insurance commercial, but in this case, it actually is true. And so we want to make sure that the MPB Health is available online and you can go and watch their videos. You can call an 800 number and get advice from them. And maybe this is something that you need instead of your regular health insurance, which makes you pay in advance for things you may never use. And then the final sponsor is Cardio Miracle. Cardio Miracle is a new formula that has 53 different nutrients in it. And these nutrients, when combined, allow optimization of arginine levels. Arginine levels are the thing that produces more nitric oxide in the body. The problem is if you take a supplement, it only lasts two or three hours. What you need is sustained levels of nitric oxide. And this formula allows you to get those sustained levels, which then allows you to repair damage done to your arteries. And this is the main thing that we can say about Cardio Miracle is that we know that there's damage being done all the time to most of the people in the country, but they don't have any test for it. Well, we know that the PULS test can actually test how much damage has been done and whether you have a five-year risk of having a heart attack. So combining that test with Cardio Miracle product gives you a chance to actually measure how well you're getting improvement in this area. So these are things that are cutting edge. I try to make sure all of our sponsors are cutting edge sponsors that really have a benefit for the listeners. So thanks to them, thanks to John Barson, and thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Without you, we wouldn't have a program, and we're getting more feedback from you every day, so we must be doing something right. We'll, we'll continue to do that as long as we can. Thanks so much, John, and we'll talk to you down the road.